There's no laughing to be done. Uh, it's not. It's not a fun time. No. No. The king not. is dead. Yes. This is a. This is a really hard one for me. Um, I think it hits a lot of people really hard because he was way, 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 way too young to die. Um, and he was so incredibly talented and just seemed like an all around nice guy. Um, and I just can't, I can't imagine like all the things that we, um, that he missed out on, on, on doing and that we missed out on him performing because he's, he's gone now. Yeah. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, yeah. the star of many a film, probably mm-hmm. most recognizable as the guy from that movie on Netflix where he's got a chain or something. He's going to fight somebody. Wow. Remember that? <laughs> Are no, you talking from, about the five bloods? From No, that's a Spike Lee movie. Yeah, right. This is a thing that like, it was she probably shot, I don't know, maybe it was shot around the time Black Panther was shot because who knows how long you sit on some projects sometimes. and uh, But it was definitely released uh, you know, in the spring of 2018 to capitalize on the immense success of Black Panther, still one of the um, highest earning films yeah. in history, the history of hum- the human race. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just like, he's, you know, he's he, he left the city when he was a kid, but now he's back, but he's, there's problems and he's going to have to stand up. Okay. And he's just like carrying like a, a length of pipe or a chain or something like oh that. Goodness. It's like, oh boy, he's going to stand up hard. <laughs> But wow. yeah, uh, yeah, he has passed away at the age of forty-three. Um, <laughs> suddenly, uh, for us, uh, not for him necessarily, right? Uh, but he had was a colon cancer sufferer and for had years. been uh, battling colon cancer for four years. And I guess the battle is just where you start fighting, right? Where, where you you're aware the, of it, get the chain and stand right. up. So right. it's probably been longer than that, but. Uh, he had personally, uh, wanted to, um, fight it privately. And I understand and respect. Yeah, no, totally understand. And I think, you know, in the wake of something so sudden and so tragic, nobody knows how to respond. And so that's kind of what people are talking about because as far as the man goes, there's just, there's just nothing else to say. The only thing that you can do is just, just break down over losing somebody who by all accounts was just an incredibly, you know, humane, gifted, gifted person talented. who's never said anything bad. No, or did just spread bad. joy. Like you see, like I, I, there's, there, there are a lot of really great photos of, of Chadwick and there, he smiles a lot and his smile is infectious and it just, it's weird that you cast him as T'Challa. Who doesn't really smile that much. A well-known no. dour figure. Yeah, that's true. With the weight of the world on his shoulders. But yes, but. yes. But like, I've read so many stories about him recently and like I've seen some some videos. There's this video um, um, that he, they were being interviewed, him and uh, the, a lot of the cast of, of Black Panther. This was right after the film was released. And... Um, he was talking about how he was communicating with two young boys who were terminally ill with cancer and how he was keeping in in contact with them throughout the filming of black Panther and how his, their families were saying they just want to hang on until this movie comes out. And I don't think that they actually got to see it. And like, he actually breaks down 
and seeing that now, knowing that he was suffering through cancer right then, that's just... Yeah, people make that. See, that's another thing. That was number two that people focus on, which is just completely irrelevant because every Marvel star does cancer charity. And I suppose for me, it's more the well, I mean, I I don't want to look at it with just a Hollywood hat on, but like, you know, it was one of the most successful. It's the most successful solo film that Marvel's ever done. Yeah. So, yeah, you can look at that as, well, that's a billion, $1.2 billion we're not getting for Black Panther 2. But it's also so many people wanted to see this guy do something. Yeah. It'd be easy to go, oh, boy, I sure like Captain Marvel, but dot, 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 and then not find out about Captain Marvel. Or, I don't know, maybe you don't like Chris Hemsworth, and so wow. you're not interested in Thor because it's not the Walter Simons and Thor that you want. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's, I don't know, you could call it inoffensiveness <laughs> or you could call it just, you know, the talent and and the charisma that this guy has that like people yeah. of all colors and stripes came out to see this movie over and over and over yes. and just wanted to be a part of this thing. And yes. so for me, like that's, that's what I lament. Not only the loss of just a... Um, just a super guy, but just a charismatic performer who had years and years of, of roles ahead of him. Although I think I did sort of darkly joke that it's gotta be a lot of like young black actors who are like, Oh, thank God we can, we finally have a shot at some roles. This guy plays Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, James Brown. Stop, stop, stop. I know. (laughs) But, uh, But yeah, he did so much in in so uh, so little time. Yeah, he really did. And the tweet that uh, that his family put up on his uh, Twitter account after he had passed away. Yeah. Um, which was just sort of explaining what happened. It was kind of a dedication to his life and his work in films in Black Panther. Um, is the most liked tweet of all time on Twitter. I know. So it continues to break yes. records as the Black Panther. Uh, almost four hundred and thirty. A thousand likes on the tweet. Yeah, I mean, I've got close, but I don't think I'm going to top this one. And also, just the figure that he represented. I mean, obviously, we need like real life civil rights heroes. You know, like this is true. uh, Like, like we're back in the '60s again. Do you know what I mean? Like losing what a bitch this year has been, and losing somebody like John Lewis, and just the the people that we've lost. Like, we need heroes like that again. And I know he's just an actor, but he's also somebody who absolutely stood behind everything that he did. Yes. And and he was such a positive force. Yeah. And if you look at, I mean, if you look at something, and we do because we're pop culture commentary people, but like if you commentators, I guess would be the word for that. Uh, But if you look at the, the the idea that fiction and drama can build bridges. Yes. Um, this is a a sixteen lane suspension bridge, a, a film like Black Panther. And yeah. of course they're gonna they're gonna cast somebody else and that person will probably hopefully also be an amazing person, you know, to go on right. carry the character forward in Black Panther two and whatever Avengers eight or whatever. But just being cut off at this point just makes you feel like couldn't have taken Pratt? <laughs> Couldn't have been him. He's ready. He's ready to go. What about Brie Larson? Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I what? was ready to, to have go with the Jurassic Park guy, yeah. but you went after Room, so okay. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. Well, um, but it's just like- It's horrible. Why? Uh, I mean, we, hey, we don't trade it. lives. No. Mika. <laughs> but, uh, but- Gosh what a, darn. What a crappy what a time bad for this to happen. What a bad choice. That's, yeah, that's I a know. one. 
I know, right? That's a critical fail. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, um, I mean, I don't, there's nothing to get out of it except just, you know, be good to the people that love you and vice versa. And, um, you know, if you're at a certain age, this is too young. But if you're, you know, getting up there in years, think about maybe getting a colonoscopy. I think the colorectal... uh, health fund or whatever the you know cold uh cancer fund is you know they're saying like not to be a thing but just to say you know this is not why because he was in his late 30s too early right he he did nothing wrong no but you know be aware of your colorectal health right right, right. you know get uh get a colonoscopy get checked out Mm -hmm. just you know put that on your list so you don't leave too early as well. Yeah. But, I think that's the, the one thing we can really get out of this. This is not, I mean, in the future we'll have to do, we'll have to go and just watch some of these movies, you know, that we mentioned before. I and agree. And maybe do a show for him. But there's just, there's just nothing that we can really do or say right now. Um, I think we're all kind of getting over it. So we dedicate this show to Chadwick and, uh, you know, Ibambe. Yeah. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Yeah. We're the Just Enough Joe podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Hana. And we're here to report all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment. And sometimes that reportage is a heavy burden. But we it is. we bear it today. Yes. And we are going to bear some other probably bad news. <laughs> Not as bad, but probably some good news, too. A lot of weird things happening in Hollywood right now uh, with the machinery of Hollywood booting back up in the uh, wake of... <laughs> the not end of the coronavirus I pandemic. Uh, but yeah, things are things are kind of coming back to life and we'll be talking about that. And uh, an effect of that is the release of some new films. Yes. And we're going to talk about one of those new films. Mm-hmm. Although in a lot of ways, it's about the oldest film you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very old film uh, that is just coming out now in a lot of ways. Yeah. And wow. it is the third film in, who knew, a trilogy of films yeah, right? about two dudes or excellent named Bill and Ted. Yes. We're talking about Bill and Ted Three Face the Music today. Yes, it's not that it's like Bill and Ted Face the Music, but it's Bill and Ted Three. Yeah, it is Bill and Ted Three. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, um, I'm excited to talk about it. So thanks for interjecting that. You're welcome. <laughs> I am as well. <laughs> I uh, I'm also uh, I, I could be excited. I could just be delirious from heat. Oh, yeah, I know. It's it's very hot in this video. We haven't figured out a way around that yet. So, I know. I could make a billion dollars if I developed a audio plug-in that perfectly um, eliminated the sound of a fan. Yeah, we right? make a lot of money. It would take development time and money. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe go to our Patreon. Uh, Patreon yeah. <laughs> forward slash just enough trope to help us this. out. Yeah, And I can't promise you everything, but I can get... Every commercial model of box fan uh-huh. or stand up, the, if it's an oscillating, wiggling fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we can help you because that, although we could put maybe a, find out the oscillation period of the fan mm. and then put that in the plug-in as well as far as a, the change, a wave and amplitude sure. as it goes to one side of the room, the other. the other. It's up to you to calibrate it, but we deliver <laughs> this thing. It's got maybe... 20 to 25 plug-in or uh, options as far as, far as um, the brand of fan goes. Oh, okay. Wow. If that succeeds, we can move on to commercial air conditioners, window unit air conditioners. There you go. Uh, if you've got central air, 
I can't help you. you can, if you have central load, you could probably eliminate that yourself with general noise probably. elimination as long as it's um, sort of you distant and steady. You probably won't even hear it if it's central air unless it's like right near a unit that blows air out. Yeah, that's that what I'm saying. That would be the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I can make a lot of money off of that. Yeah. I got a lot of great ideas. You do. You know what they require? Money. Yes. <laughs> they require money. They, they do require money. And our government, who claims to support small businesses... Is not going to give me any money to pursue that. No. So you'll never see it. No. Uh, hey, we've been through two weekends of, of national conventions. We can get a little political, right? I guess. Well, just a little, though. Just a know. tiny bit. I don't want to get very political. Ugh. Are we ever going to have a, a, a full-on political superhero? We've talked before about how I Batman... I don't want to. <laughs> Chris Nolan's Batman... Voted for George Bush. There's no, there's no, there's no way around that. Wow. <laughs> right. Okay. But other than that, you don't. They're not really political. And if they're, it, I, it, the funny thing is, is that if they're against something, it's you know, it's a societal ill. Like Batman hates crime. Well, right. Guess what, Batman? Maybe you didn't learn this when you were learning, you know, ninja skills and to run on a rope or something like that. But crime is not is a symptom. It is not a disease. Mm-hmm. Crime comes from somewhere. You yeah. can't cure crime. Right. 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 You could put every Every uh, you know purse snatcher in the city in traction, and crime is still going on. Yeah, that's not the problem. Inequality no. is what creates crime. Right. Exactly. So how do you fix that? Social services. Yeah. <laughs> Red Sun Batman. That's how you do it. Mm. <laughs> Put that furry hat on him. Oh my God. I, well, I look. I don't know, but uh, as storytelling in genre entertainment gets more and more complex and mature we'll be talking about bill and ted in just a little bit uh it addresses more and more things like this and you get Mm -hmm. something you get a really effing stupid series like batman white knight which is i don't think i've ever read it batman white knight is written i think it's penciled and written by scott snyder is it scott snyder i don't know no who is it Start naming oh, Batman writers. Oh, I know you know internet. a lot. Um, I don't know. Um, Frank Miller. Um, did Sean Murphy. Oh, okay. Sean Murphy, excellent artist, a writer of of no special oh. skill. Okay, maybe stick to that. But then. he uh, he got you know Batman or excuse me DC Comics has this black label now, which is their like DC. It's not really Max. But it's, right, it's PG darker. PG fifteen. Yeah, sure. And basically, he just wanted to draw Harley Quinn's boobs. So awesome. The storyline is that Joker gets hit in the head or whatever and becomes you know normal again. And That's s- all it took was him to get hit in the noggin. Well, it's, I, look, it's not a Gilligan's <laughs> Island situation. It's more complicated <laughs> than that, but it doesn't matter. And okay. so he and Harley reform, and then he ends up becoming. I think he runs for office or he becomes basically a crusader for something in Gotham, Mm -hmm. but it basically puts him up against, he becomes an anti-Batman kind of guy, obviously. Oh, well. And it's called White Knight because he is, you know, there's a Dark Knight and he's a White Knight. The Dark Knight is an original, you know, ironic inversion of the idea of a White Knight. A White Knight used to be a good thing. Right. But now because of the internet, not because of the internet, I I think that we've matured in our metaphors as well. But if if you are White Knighting something, that's, that's not good, right? I, I, I don't know. I'm, confu- I'm confused. I'm going to be honest. Well, let's educate our entire audience, even though okay. maybe we should just save it for when we read Batman <laughs> White Knight. You know what? We're going to save it for that. 
Okay. But anyway, the point I'll just is, write that down is that so it is remember to talk about that. It, in the guise of like a lot of stuff in the guise of being uh, politically mature, it is um, incredibly politically immature. Okay. You know, it's about like woke snowflakes and how fragile they are. Sure. Um, Don't say sure like you're excited to get into that. <laughs> I am excited to get into that. But it's not a good take on it. What if the take was snowflakes need to toughen up? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> well, it's the it it is the uh, what it is is it, it's the lack of empathy that we mistake for strength now. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Right, right. Lack of empathy is not strength. Well, I'm going to say that right now. Convince 51 percent of the world. Yeah. Convince the the voting population of the world well, or don't at least you think of that America. that is like a big part of our problem right now mm-hmm. in uh, like american society mm-hmm. we lack empathy that's a lot right of people that's why somebody like t'challa who can rule from strength but also is um, empathetic to people right. who aren't even his in the beginning of the movie he's saving people that aren't even his his uh, subjects right right They're from yes. another country yes. yeah exactly he's getting in trouble yeah but he's got to do it yeah well, we, we don't do that. No. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. No. Uh, even for people uh, who live in our states and yeah. uh, in our country. Yeah. Um, hey, like I said, two whole weekends, man. All jazzed up. Uh, politically. Oh so the gosh. reason that I brought this up in the first place, this incredibly uh, circular oxbow we've been going around, hmm. is the fact that political comics or, or political content in comics has become more widespread and in a lot of cases more mature. Okay. Not in all cases. All right. All right. Is there something specific you're talking about? I don't know. We'd have to go back through the recording, wouldn't we? Because I don't remember now either. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't remember how we got on this Read topic. Days of Hate by Alice Cott. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Well, that's excellent. Talked about Absolutely. it in the show previously. Yes. Go yeah. check it out. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we did it. <laughs> Let's talk about the news. So we got some more information about some of the DC movies that were talked about uh, for the DC Fandom event. Fandom, I still don't. That's the one thing that doesn't work. That and uh, and Matt Reeves dressing like an old timey barber or something. He forgot his uh, arm garters. <laughs> what? I shouldn't. Have, he just he just looks he looks weird. First of all, he's standing in like a a, a red hellscape with Aisha Tyler, and oh, he's yeah, I know it's weird. That, the backdrop is weird. I guess that he's there, there's a reason that directors walk around with like long hair. Or, you know, these affectations so they don't look their age. And I guess I never thought of Matt Reeves as being like a 50-year-old guy. If he's not, he's dressed different. Uh, but he has like this weird, like, he look like J. Jonah Jameson, like from the 1880s. Oh, wow. Because he had like these long sleeves. He was in long sleeves, no jacket. He was in shirt sleeves. And he had like a vest and these like nothing pants. Uh-huh. And then he's got like a kind of a flat toppy salt and pepper okay. thing. And he had this wow. big, big brush mustache. Like, no, yeah, yeah, you're wait, right. Wait, what? I've seen pictures of you. You don't look like this. Are you in a role or something? Are you doing like a thing? Yeah. yeah. Is this your cosplay? Yeah, right. Your J. Jonah Jameson from the 1800s <laughs> cosplay? It's so specific. Give me daguerreotypes of Spider-Man. <laughs> but uh, this information is about Batman. It looks like Barry Keown will join the Batman as Stanley Merkel. So if you need some spaghetti eaten in Gotham. He'll wow. eat that spaghetti. Stanley Merkel. Who is Stanley Merkel? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. They have no information about who that character is? Well, you either. know, we could look into my 
encyclopedic knowledge of the Batman universe. Or I could just type in Stanley Merkel. There we go. (laughs) It was James Gordon's partner when he started in Gotham City. Oh, okay. This is from. He's going to be a cop. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I, I guess I didn't say that. Uh, he, yes, he is going to be a cop. Um, he is connected to year one. Oh. Was he in the comic? Maybe I just don't remember. I guess he was. Okay. I remember that he was, I thought he was paired with Flash. Maybe he wasn't paired with Flash. But anyway, he will be, uh, yeah, he will be playing Stanley Merkel. Oh, okay. Um, I hope that it is a big role, although there are so many, so many people in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's stuffed. That... I hope it turns out that he's secretly working for the Court of Owls or something like that. That would be a great turn. Because you can't waste... Bar- I know Barry's had a little... He's had a problem recently because he was getting Oscar nominations for movies and he was everywhere. Yeah. And then he signed up to that stupid Why the Last Man show that just circled the drain for two years. And so he's he's been out of the game, you know? Is that what to But he gets to join game? his, presumably, yeah. friend and former co-star uh, Colin Farrell in... The Batman. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, so I saw something. <laughs> what is that? I can't remember that guy's name now. Um, I'll look it up. Uh, okay. I mean, in my brain. All right. Um, so so we supposedly see Colin Farrell in, in the trailer, right? Yeah. Unrecognizably as the Penguin. Yes. And I, I've seen some other fans talk about how, like, they made him look like it's a character actor. He's usually in comedic roles. His name is like it's like Kevin something. He was in a lot of movies in like the nineties, early two thousands. Pollock? Maybe. He didn't look like Kevin Pollock. Well, now I can't remember who it was. They they they, they showed picture of, of this guy who mm. I can't remember who it was. Mm. Maybe Kevin Pollock. I don't remember. And like they're like, why didn't they they, they they hired Colin Farrell to look exactly like this guy? Why didn't they just hire this guy? Maybe they, but somebody else was like because Colin oh. Farrell's probably a bigger draw. Yeah, and they they wanted somebody Although with I his would edge. Argue that Colin I, Farrell's I not a draw at all. I love Colin Farrell, but I I think we've proved definitively I, he's not a draw. Well, I like him in um um uh now I can't think of his name. Yorgos Lanthimos. Oh films. my gosh! Wow. Yes. Yeah, I like him in Yorgos Lanthimos films. Um, in yeah, but now Yorgos won't return his call. Why? Because his movie swept the Oscars two years ago. Uh, this weirdo that nobody watches his movies. Every review you see for Killing of a Sacred Deer is like, <laughs> you're on your own. I don't know. And then suddenly it's like, oh, it's we put wigs on and it's got Emma Stone in it and it's huge. And that is how Hollywood works. Well, I hope Yorgos does not lose his fire. and what No, makes... he's working on his next thing's going to be like a... A noir or something, isn't it? It's gonna I make know, a crime story. I just, I just, I just don't want him to not be weird. You know what I mean? Because do you he's... like this? Yes, it's the stuff that dreams are made of. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think that was all the DC news I actually had. But there's, uh, there's plenty of news about other stuff. Shut up. Uh, there's some Disney news. Uh, it looks like Kelly Marie Tran will be taking the lead in the upcoming Disney Pixar film. It's an animated film. Raya okay. and the Last Dragon. Oh, I think I saw something about that. Um, and if you want to know what happened to Cassie Steele, the lady that was going to be in it previously, yeah, I got no idea. Oh. Nobody's talking about that. Weird. It's not, I don't think, a, a casting a color choice necessarily mm-hmm. uh, because Cassie Steele is uh, mixed race. She's um, part Malaysian. 
Okay. Um, and of course, Kelly Marie Tran, um, I don't know her exact ethnicity, but she hails from that area too. Of course, this is of course a, um, a Polynesian film, right? Mm. Or no, excuse me. It is a, um, um, uh, Myanmar, uh, Vietnam, Vietnam, uh, South, Southeast Asia. Asia. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 So it's all on brand, but they're bringing in uh, Rose Tico. Okay. Um, I, I hope it goes well because I think she's gotten kind of a poor shake as far as Star Wars goes. And I, think... I, I don't want to write her off as being like a bad actress or not, you not being no, able what, to hold but her what own. No, but what proof do you have that she's good or bad? She, I, I have none. She hasn't been in anything. They haven't given her anything. Yeah. So I really hope this goes well for her. I'm sure this will be another movie and I'm sure she'll be fine in it. But yeah, I mean, it's like if, if the internet just focuses everything like a laser she's just a a young actress who's just trying to ply her trade you know i know and there are young actresses who aren't uh who are white who don't have to face the kind of scrutiny that we're seeing kelly marie trend no i don't know if she's any good or not i actually wasn't really impressed with her in the star wars movies but i wouldn't just say somebody who doesn't have a lot of credits to their name is immediately going to be fantastic in a space adventure which had a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and was not it really did. none of those prequels or sequels were written very well so well, that, I, I don't, I don't ha- think her role was I'm sure she'll be well. fine yeah but people right. just make a, such a huge deal out of everything they do they really do Ugh, I'm so mad about people making a huge deal of things <laughs> I'm gonna make a huge deal about people making a huge deal the worst uh yes I was just looking over the news. We're going to have to have a RIP section for the end of the news, too. Cause, oh, jeez. Okay. Wow. Well, we're not there yet. Let's have fun first. Oh, boy. Here's a fun thing. Okay. A Powerpuff Girls live action series is in development at the CW. Yeah. Did you read the whole thing? No. Why don't you tell me about it? Is Greg Berlanti going to sex up the Powerpuff Girls? One of the producers or writers is Diablo Cody. Mm, whatever. She's not. Uh, look, let's hear here's something else. Not a fan of Diablo Cody, but yeah. her first excruciating film, Juno, was her first film. And every film after that has just gotten more and more. That's a Hollywood film starring yeah. Yeah. usually Charlize Theron. Yeah. <laughs> so it's she's just been blanded and down, had the edges sanded off. And, you know, I mean. You're I didn't like her before. Well, I didn't like her before, but at least some people responded to her unique voice, and so her being a a, a producer on the Powerpuff Girls is not gonna. It won't add any flavor to the mix. She's just salt now. She used to be spice, and now she's just salt. Well, I think she's gonna be one of the writers too. But Great. um Anyways, I don't know how I feel about this. I love the Powerpuff Girls. Um, the the synopsis that I read is it's they're older. And they haven't really been Powerpuff Girls for a while or something or, you know, they're, they're kind of jaded. And like, I don't need that in my Powerpuff Girls, you know, and it's like, oh, are we superheroes now? So I don't know. I guess I'll try to keep an open mind and give it a shot. But I'm not so 100% sure I'm going to be into this or not. And then I also want to know if if this is live action, are they going to bring the bad guys back? And if so, how are they going to do that? Because one of their main bad guys. You can CG anything. What they're really going to do is they're really going to get into using proper pronouns uh, with him. Oh, you think so? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, because I was thinking about him, but I was also thinking about Mojo Jojo, who is a monkey who has a turban just on his CG. head. It's, easy. Uh, all right. it's fine. Okay. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll 
I'll have to wait and see. Well, we have a whole category for that which should not be, but yet is being brought back to life, clawed from the depths. Like The Thing. (laughs) A Thing reboot is in early development with Blumhouse. Why? Because filmmaker John Carpenter is part of the project. Oh, well, that kind of changes it a little bit. Daddy needs it? a new Moog synthesizer. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, but in in what does it say? Like in what capacity? Like is he just going to be like a producer or a consultant on the film or it's something like that? Extremely early, so it's just okay. been announced that he is involved. I would Im- imagine, you know, that he at least has a producer's role, but that could mean no influence whatsoever. Right. Right. I- Producers have various roles. I will films, say the one so. good thing about Blumhouse is that they can make a movie for very little money. Yeah. John Carpenter does not need any money. No. So, and they, it always knows it's a reboot. We don't know if that means we're just going to do it again. Or it's a sequel. Or a prequel, like the right. the terrible one from uh, the, the aughts. Which I never saw. Did you see don't that? Don't see oh, it. Okay. And uh, so we don't know. But this could be like Uncle John. Here's $4 million. And he's like, I only wanted three. <laughs> I'm going to get me a, a sweet gaming rig with that extra million. Right. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit more hopeful knowing that he's involved. Like if it has like his signature of approval on it. But I think he's like everybody fairly satisfied with 1982's The Thing, right? How could you not be? It's Why would you want to remake film. it? Who are you, Ridley Scott? Yeah. Uh, here's something else. A Nutty Professor reboot is in the works. Nobody asked for that either. Nope. <laughs> w- wouldn't that be number three, technically? It, well, it's a reboot. Oh. So, but but Eddie Murphy did it, right? But he didn't did some... two. Yeah. He did two Nutty Rep- Professor films. Yeah, but didn't he somebody... will not be involved in this one? I know, but somebody did it before him, right? The Stand is, has already been rebooted and will yeah. be released soon on CBS All Access. Yeah. It stars Whoopi Goldberg, I'm presuming as as uh, Grandma Moses, and we know that Alexander Skarsgård, not the scary Skarsgård, the dopey one with the limpid eyes, <laughs> will be Randall Flagg for some reason. So Randall Flagg is seven feet tall, and James Marsden is just going to have to make this work. And Amber Heard's in it. This is going to be great. Oh, boy. So this train wreck will be out December 17th on CBS All Access. Speaking of CBS All Access, no one knows what's going on with them. I mean, I think it's it's evident. Well, look at a guy that shot 12 movies while he was dying of colon cancer. But most things are evident from the outside, right? Mm -hmm. And just the fact that they have all these shows, they're all charting on, you know, on uh, however they measure streaming stats. They're always near the top. Um, they've got subscriptions. Um, they also just had a huge merger, like in their parent company. And so there's a bunch more materials coming on. Nobody knows how to win these streaming wars, but CBS All Access seems to be playing the game right. Hmm. But then you've got a lot of people who are just like fake news assassins who try to say that it's not going well. So who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows whether it's going well or not? Yeah. But the next shot in, in the war will be a stand reboot. I just, uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't. Although Whoopi working with CBS for the stand increases the chances of Whoopi showing up 
of Picard season two. Oh, I think that's going to happen. And I to bolster that, CBS has announced that they will be releasing the first season of Star Trek Discovery on plain old CBS broadcast. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to hear that. I, I'm thinking their they're thinking behind it is let's get people give people a taste and get them interested. It's so been they three years. Sign up for CBS. A taste All has Access. been had, right? Yeah, but I'm not actually sure why they're doing this. I think that it is partially what you're saying. I also think it's possible that they are just out of content. Oh, that regular CBS is out of What content? percentage of CBS programming is reality shows that you can't do now because you can't send oh. 12 people to an island? Yeah, probably a lot. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know they have a lot of procedurals. Um, I just, I don't Which know. Which are starting to ramp back up. We talked last week about the CSI reboot. Mm. Um, yeah, they're going to try to get back on that horse, but I think maybe they just need to have stuff. It's not a bad, well, it's not that bad news. Could be. Yeah. But we were talking earlier today about how like, some people watch broadcast, but people don't really, I don't think people care about broadcast all that much. No, I don't think they do either. <laughs> um, I think that there are more and more people, especially younger people who don't watch broadcast. Who's watching at Girl all. Code? That's what I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Is that even still on? That's what I need to know. Can you believe yeah. that Netflix might be getting sued by the Arthur Conan Doyle estate because Sherlock Holmes has emotions what <laughs> that seems like some bs to me come so, on the conan come doyle on. estate <laughs> the conan doyle estate seriously guys lost the copyright to all of the home stories written before 1923 which is essentially all of them they don't have the lawyers that disney has and uh-huh. so therefore the super effing long copyright term finally ran out for their what they the stories that they held in 2014 wow really not that long ago sherlock holmes is now that's why this show is being made is Mm. public domain you don't Mm -hmm. need anybody's permission yeah but some of the later stories that came out after 1923 yeah involved speaking of running out of ideas this involved like doyle broadening the character more Mm. and the Doyle family claims that it's in the later stories that Sherlock starts to show human emotions. You know, he starts to deal with like the 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 grief of family members he lost in World War One mm-hmm. and different stuff. And so they are trying to claim that because Sherlock Holmes yeah. smiles in Netflix's new show or movie Enola Holmes that. Those feelings are copyright. Feelings are copyright. God, you got to think that like Bob Iger is getting massage from Minnie Mouse and just thinking, interesting, interesting. Could we own steamboats? Let's work on that. Seriously. Get the the lawyers digging on that one. This is a bunch of BS. I hope they lose this one. I hope they absolutely lose. (laughs) They are the perfect argument. I mean, Disney is unassailable at this point. But they're the perfect argument for, yes, your great-great-grandfather did something amazing. Right. Now, live your life. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how many, how many descendants does he have? How far can we split this, this thing? I understand that you maintain, like, an office to make sure that people aren't, like, doing rap in Sherlock, although that's probably happened somewhere already. Probably. To protect, you know, the, the legacy the and the image. idea of the character. But come on. This is ridiculous, though. Plus, and the best part is... It's all over 
Henry Cavill and I his know. lack of ability to feel or express emotions. I know. What are they going to call him to the stand? I know. Do you tell? swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth? I do. <laughs> you honor, I move to dismiss this case. I know, right? Granted. Seriously. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I don't. Wow. Yeah. I just. <sighs> People will fight over the stupidest things. Um, <laughs> they sure will. Wow. Let's fight over this. Okay. A Resident Evil TV series is being developed at Netflix. Do we want this? <laughs> is this a good idea? So it doesn't, from what I understand, have any real connection to the movies. Okay. The Paul W.S. Anderson directed, I think now he just produces them. Or maybe, does he still direct them? I don't know. They're still married, right? I don't know. I don't think they are, actually. I think they have. I think they just broke up, didn't yeah, they? Re- well... I don't know. I swear she was dating some a couple other people, so I maybe not. Well, just. I haven't talked to her in a while, but <laughs> I don't think there's any real connection. Um, you know, it's Netflix, so that there is no connection to Universal or whatever the other pictures were. Mm. Uh, it's going to feature. It's so messed up at this point. There's no way it's going to be exactly the plot lines of the games or, or whatever but yeah they are going not. to have it's going to be complicated they just i won't go into it here but they describe the plot line and it's going to involve two different timelines oh boy i mean historically not like you know quantumly okay uh and it will center around the children of albert wesker the fi- the oh, main boy. villain of the series yeah and uh yeah it's gonna so going back to zombies. Gonna do zombies. Well, good. I'm glad they're gonna do zombies. I mean, how do you feel really? about this? Yes. You're not sick of zombies? It's freaking Resident Evil. They're zombies. No. No? No, they're always creatures and frogs with claws well, and stuff. Well, I guess they are creatures. So why are they going back to zombies now that you mention it? Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't think that's a great idea. But maybe yeah. they won't emphasize the zombies. There's lots are of they, are they like, viruses with letters in front of them. Are, are they just hoping to... Um, save on like makeup and like cgi nobody because... hopes that you just okay. you just finished watching warrior nun yeah and I you know. of all people know that at the drop of a hat they'll throw in some cgi to do anything well then what's the big deal i don't i don't get it i don't get why why, why i'm not sure what the big deal is why that you're talking about why zombies oh zombies is easy the walking dead did zombies for years well i know it's easy and it was probably super cheap to do yeah yeah bunch of people who aren't getting paid <laughs> you get that makeup yeah. thing down to i played a zombie in a movie mm-hmm. and it was it was boom, 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 boom done right um let's not talk about that anymore let's talk about how hbo uh wants to turn michael crichton's sphere okay. into a into a property i i'm not familiar with sphere um what is that about do it's you know? i i do know okay uh, they're going to turn it into a series. Okay. Which is so funny because Crichton got really good. All of his books post mid, maybe early 80s were just screenplays written like novels. Like <laughs> sure. he was yeah. really just, he got really good at, and they're not bad books, but like the yeah. cinematic novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always thought that Sphere would be a great movie. Then they made it with Dustin Hoffman and Sharon Stone and proved me wrong. Oh, Okay. It's, it's about a team of researchers who are called to exp- to go to the bottom of the ocean where they found something. Okay. And they found a what looks like an alien ship. All right. That is, you know, has crashed or is in the seafloor. Yeah. And they want them to explore it. 
problem is, is it's got like 200 years of coral growth on it. That's a lot. So this ship has been here for a long time. Okay. And they sure. go inside the ship and the hijinks, they are a flying. Okay. And I won't even want to say anything about it because it's, it's a pretty good plot. I think it's, it's fascinating. That sounds interesting. I, I, you know, I'd be down to checking that out. Go uh, for it. Oh, geez. you'll have a chance when they stretch it out into an improbable series, maybe even an ongoing series on HBO. I don't think we Uh-oh. know yet. Okay. Does yep. HBO do limited series? Yeah, they do. Do they? Sure. Don't they? Sometimes. The Night of. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Other ones. Um. I, speaking <laughs> of the Night of, I I haven't seen that yet, and I've heard it's good. <sighs> I did too, but who cares anymore? You know? Oh wow. Uh, let's talk. Mm. I feel like I've heard this before, but Ichiro Oda. The creator of One Piece has said that One Piece will end in four or five years. Well, a lot can happen in four or five years. I feel like that's that's not saying a whole lot. I f- uh, I've heard this before. Yeah, and, and like you said, you've heard He's this, said before. this before. So It has been going since 1997. It's, I was going to say, it's probably one of the longest running, and this is the, the manga, right? Uh, the manga, but also, you know, any, the, the any cartoon, anime properties. Yeah, the anime. Yeah. Um, Probably one of the longest running manga anime ever. Yep. Um, four to five years is a long time. I know. It's like, it's, when I die, this will right. end. Well, right. Yeah. Like he's like, maybe he's like, I'm thinking about maybe retiring. I know just about nothing about four one piece, to five years. But I did watch one of those crazy, you know, a person uh, YouTube videos. Like oh, the okay. anime. I, I know next to nothing as well. Or whatever. Yeah. And they talked about how and this is this video was made like two years ago about how like one piece is just can't we have to stake it like it'll never ever die and how the creator just started making it and then he was like i'm probably gonna stop like two or three years after he started yeah and then it just kept going and it became big so it's like now it has to keep going right and it's sort of like wayne now i don't know if kids even really know it now but it just still keeps going it's the energizer bunny of manga series yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's kind of amazing that it's still going. Ninety-seven. That was so long ago. It was so long ago. So long ago. Um, you know what else won't die? What the X Files? Uh, We've heard yeah. that X Files Albuquerque has been greenlit at Fox. It's an animated spinoff of the X Files universe. Yeah. Think Lower Decks in the X Files. I hate it. I hate it, too. Let's kill it. I hate it, too. At least Star Trek was good before Laura Dex came along. Yeah. Uh, this X-Files was bad. It has been bad for many, many years. And now yeah. they're going to do a funny X-Files. You know, all the uh, f- comedy episodes became the curse of X-Files after a yes. while. Yes. They used to be the best episodes. Yes. They just became, you guys do not understand how to make fun of yourselves. Yes. Uh, Star Trek. Also, X-Files, you guys do not understand how to make fun of yourselves. So, just... Uh, well, and then, like... Let's let's cast it right now. Uh, who's Tawny Newsom going to play? Oh, who's Tawny Newsom? Tawny Newsom. Tawny Newsom. Oh, 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 who's in Lower Decks? Um, She'll play a plucky um, X-Files agent who... Um, 
makes crap up as she goes and yeah. gets into lots of trouble. Basically, the same character that she's playing in Lower Decks. Jim Parsons will voice the nerdy agent who looks up to Fox Mulder. Oh, probably. he's got digital copies of all the X-Files. He's got a framed picture of Mulder on his desk. Going through them, yes. Yeah. I want to believe in Fox Mulder. Right. Uh, right. Who's like 60 years old. Um, yeah. Who else? They've got uh, a boss. That boss is... Terry Crews will voice their oh, boss. Oh, no. And for, he'll weirdly harangue them about how all lives matter. No. Uh, what else? Um, What about, like, who was the B team on the actual in-person? As far as I don't, think any, I don't think any of those people are getting anywhere near this, even okay. though um, Doggett could probably use the work. Uh, <laughs> right. Like, you could bring one of them back and have them be, like, in charge of this team or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I see a lot of cutaways. Yeah. To, to Leechmen and, and stuff. Remember the time that me and the Leechmen won that beauty contest? Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Bitch. I, I, I just... <laughs> who, who is this for? I, mean, I, I know. Kids don't even know what the X-Files are. They don't care. They don't give no, a shit. No. And, like, are X-Files fans going to want to watch This is for this? no one. Yeah. This is for no one. When the boomers go down, we should jump in the grave with them. Well, somebody else, <laughs> like, we, wow. Gen X is also the problem. <laughs> so so you mentioned, like, it's it's going to be done by Fox, right, um, who did the original show. Yeah, this is way and, too much time that we're spending on I, this. I know, but, but, like, you know, they did The Simpsons, and they do a lot of other um, comedic cartoons, and you know, to varying success, in my opinion. Yeah, this is um, all great. Uh, but, uh, but they're also were bought by Disney, so does that mean it's gonna not be pg-13 i don't know i disney is just they they don't they own them but i think they kept a lot they're of gonna the machinery keep it Fox. running i mean they're yeah. not the middle management they all went but right and we got to change the name cause... but yeah to just century studios yeah. or whatever yeah um they're not in control of that they don't care okay. right i mean and, and you know what you shouldn't because you have so many you're you eight you have eight million octopus arms mm. you don't know what they're all doing yeah this right. one's rummaging through the steak knife drawer we don't know <laughs> so well, who knows you might get a big hit but you won't yeah uh speaking of big hits yellowstone the season three finale of yellowstone uh had a record-breaking 7.6 million total viewers live viewers on the paramount network what is yellowstone a show you've never heard of what is gigantic what is it it is a story of a family that owns a ranch, you know, near Yellowstone, and the trials and travails of them trying to keep things going. Oh, okay. Is, well, look, I mean, we talk about pop culture. Mm-hmm. This is how the other half lives. This show is huge and just set a record for live viewers. That's crazy to me. Um, okay. Never heard of it. A lot, of, right. lot of cowboy hats. All right. And I think Kevin Costner's on it or something. Oh, well, maybe that's part of it. Yeah, what, what a draw. Well, I, I don't know. The postman. Where, where's the postman coming out and saying, hey, save the post office? Yeah, right. There right? you go. Even if it's disingenuous. Trump tweeted, save the post office. Why isn't the postman coming and weighing you're in kid- on this? You're, you're kidding me, right? Well, that'll be our show art. Oh my Actually, gosh. that would disrespect Chadwick, but anyway, look it up. A <laughs> couple more stories and then we'll finally be free. Uh, the co-creator of the New Mutants, Bob McLeod. Mm-hmm. McLeod. Has weighed in on the New Mutants movie. Okay, what did he say? He said, "I think I'm done with this movie." <laughs> like halfway through, or what? 
I, I want to know what the context was for that. So he he went on Facebook. This is news now. Somebody just ranting on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and talked about the experience. He said that he was very excited when he heard they were making a New Mutants movie, not when they approached him and asked for his advice on making a New Mutants movie. Uh, which so, is, so they didn't approach him. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was not approached. Yeah. Uh, and he talked about how he was excited. Uh, and then he learned about some of the changes they were making. Um, he really wanted braids for Danny. Okay. Uh, I don't know why that's so important. Why I guess is that, that was, such a big thing? a big thing. part of her look, I guess. I guess. Uh, you know, he wanted, uh, he wanted, I don't know. He just wanted Sam. He says a not so tall and gawky Sam, but I mean, t- Sam's tall and gawky, right? I, I guess. He's invulnerable when he's blasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was not happy about the, you know, whitewashing of, uh, of Bear Tail. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. not happy about that. No. A lot of people are not happy about that. And I, I, I'm not happy about that. And I, and I get it. And he puts a lot of the blame on Josh Boone for sort of just taking the, the character away from his characters. And then, um, okay. then the movie, you know, was essentially complete or set to be complete in 2015 and has gone five years without coming out. Yes. It's been I a long time. I think he got to see it, but he had to pay to see it. Oh. And then as he was watching it, they misspelled his name in the credits. <gasps> so he was just like, I, I, think, I'm, I think I'm done. <laughs> this the, how did they misspell his name? <laughs> I don't know. That is horrible. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'd be pissed about that, too. Wow. So, After all that. Chris Claremont, we don't know. Okay. <laughs> Although, man, I'd love to buttonhole Chris Claremont. I, I, yeah, I know. I'm sure you'd have that. more than a few things to say about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. That'll be our next uh, interview yeah. with him. Right. And here's our uh, list of RIPs at the end here. Oh, uh, boy. The co-creator of Scooby-Doo, Joe Ruby, has passed away at the age of 87. Oh, wow. Okay. He co-created it along with Ken Spears. And he also created uh, Dynomut, Jabberjaw, some of those uh, other Hanna-Barbera characters. Okay. Who have not had the, you know, the the lasting power of a Scooby-Doo. But when you think about Scooby-Doo and its longevity as a property, it's amazing. It it is amazing. I mean, wow. Wait, when did it come out? Like... um... A long time ago. Yeah. uh, After working with Hanna-Barbera for a while, he then sort of jumped ship. Uh, with Spears, and they started working for ABC and created another bunch of cartoons that I watched, I think, more than some of the Hanna-Barbera ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, What were they? Shows like, (laughs) this is going to sound crazy to some people, but Thundar the Barbarian, which I really enjoyed. I feel like I I watched a lot of Alvin and the Chipmunks and Mr. T, and I watched the Plastic Man Comedy Adventure Hour, too. I loved Alvin and the Chipmunks a bunch. I love the Chipmunks. I love the Chipettes. Wasn't that their name? And I and that's I had not, that's another show. Oh yeah. Well, um, I had a VHS tape which I probably wore a hole in that had like a bunch of different um, '80s cartoons on it, and it was the the Chipmunks Valentine's Day special was on there. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even know how many. Stick times to I Christmas, that. kids. Yeah. <laughs> I had the I had the album the Chipmunks Christmas album uh, as a record. Too. Yeah, we all we all yeah, did. Yeah. You turn it up. Or turn it down to to slow slow their voices the, down yeah, really yeah, to the uh, seventy eight RPM or whatever. Right, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not as well, but yeah. and one more um, sad and sort of strange item. Um, 
Leslie H. Frias, someone whose name that you probably don't know. Yeah. But she was the twin sister of Linda Hamilton. Oh, okay. And worked with her. She was a, I think she was a, a struggling actor, a sometime actor uh, when she was younger. Um, later became a, a nurse and uh, worked in hospice care as well. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, uh, she passed away at the age of 63. Um, most famously seen, sometimes seen, in Terminator 2. Oh, really? Was she like a double for she, her sister? She doubled for her sister, yep. And also there's a <laughs> this huge elaborate scene that they rehearsed and pulled off and then it wasn't in the uh, theatrical cut. You can see it in like the director's cut. Oh. There's a scene, the scene where uh, they're working on the Terminator's chip in his head. Mm -hmm. They survive the fight with the T-1000. They go hide in a warehouse. And um, Arnie says that his chip is damaged and they have to, you know, turn it off and turn it back on again or whatever to get it to work. And so they did this whole thing where there's a double for Arnie or maybe just the prosthetic where they're pulling a chip out of his head and we're seeing it in a mirror. Mm -hmm. And in the, it's not a mirror, it's a wall. On the other side of the wall is Arnold and Linda working on Arnold, and then her sister is working on the prosthetic or the, or the uh, stand-in oh. on the other side. And they shoot this in almost like a 360, like they it's a so they have to mirror turn and talk kind of thing. And they rehearsed for for days to mirror each other like perfectly in the movements that they were doing. This is a movie that introduced completely transformative, full virtual characters. To Hollywood, right? Yeah. Like the T-1000 is a special effect. Yes. And yet James Cameron is like, let's do this scene that I'm going to cut out of the movie that we're going to rehearse for two weeks. Oh my gosh. That's the level of detail that he obsessively puts into his films. Yeah, right. Wow. Unbelievable. So It's too bad that got cut. Yeah, it's too bad it got cut because it would be a great... I'm sure the footage is, you know, surging on YouTube right now because of the circumstances but you, of But you said um, you can you watch it on the Blu-ray or DVD. Okay. There's like a you know ultimate cut or a director's cut that's sure. cut or special features on the Blu-ray. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's too bad. Um, and it, who knows? You know, it's... Twins are not the same, right? No, no, they're not. Even if they're genetically the same. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember which London brother was forced to do drugs, but the other one wasn't. <laughs> and um <laughs> strange and, thing to bring uh, up right now, but yeah. yeah. Sean Ashmore, he he likes Thai food. Aaron Ashmore likes Cantonese, so who knows? Right, right, right. right. But sure. uh yeah, it's just it's just weird to see how, you know, two twins' lives can sort of diverge. You know, Linda Hamilton didn't have a Huge career, but she was pretty big for a while and mm-hmm. successful and well known. And then she's got a twin sister that just doesn't Scarlett Johansson's got a twin brother. Yeah, right. But so. he's not an actor. No, no. So, do you ever think he wishes he was? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, right? It's it's got to be weird to have like a celebrity sibling, especially if they're a twin. That's got to be really strange, you know. I wonder if he could act at all. I wonder. Or is he just cash that Soda Stream money? Oh just no! Just making, making fruit drinks for everybody. Oh no! Check this out. Oh. Fire up Vicky Christie Barcelona. Oh, no. It's been said before, it deserves to be said again, to be excellent to each other. Yes. 
and party, party on, on dudes. dudes. But wait yes. a minute. The stakes are higher. They are so much higher. They are so much higher. Yeah. Will they land this fan favorite series with a satisfying ending? Yeah. That's the stakes I'm talking about. Oh, oh okay. I thought you were we'll talking talk about the stakes about within the film. Whether they do when we discuss Bill and Ted face the music. Yes. Uh, showing the or featuring the return of Alex Winter as Bill and Keanu Reeves as Ted. Yes. That's about it. Yes. Nobody else. Oh, no, that's not true. The actress who plays Missy is, is, is in the movie again. The actor and who plays uh, Ted's dad returns. Yes. William Sadler returns as death. So I think yes. they really did their best to like get as many people back as they could. Yeah. Some people are not with us anymore, so it's not possible. But uh, they did a really good job. They, they did a pretty good job. I think, is it a new actor playing Deacon, um, Ted's younger brother? Yes, I okay. don't know what happened to Deacon. Um, perhaps he went on to a great career, but no, that is um, that's an SNL guy. I can't remember his name. Oh, okay. He's a comedic actor. Gotcha, gotcha. Who took this role, like many of the actors in it, with no visible benefit. <laughs> so many people in this film who are in stuff and have like one line in this, and yeah. maybe it was they did it as a favor. Maybe they just wanted to be a part of the party. That was Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah. What happens in the film? Um, Okay. um, Really? Basically, um, Bill and Ted, they they were told years ago by Rufus that they would um, create a song that would unite the world. And they have yet to write the song. And it's, you know, 20 plus years after um, the the first film. So they're kind of... They're kind of bummed. They're a little frustrated about it. Um, they're going to couples therapy. They're not really sure how that's going. Um, and they have two teenage daughters who... <laughs> not teenage. They're not? Mid-20s. Oh, and they're in the... Oh, that's right. They're like If this movie 24. had come out when it was supposed to, they would have been teenagers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if they're... it had come out in 2010 when the movie was ready to go. They're they're in their mid-20s. And like as, as Ted's dad laments, they emulate their dads a little bit too much because they... Um, as much as they love music and as much as that would be awesome and maybe his dad doesn't think that, but uh, they don't have jobs and they don't really do much of anything else besides listen to music. Um, but anyways, um, they get visited by Rufus's daughter, um, played by Kristen Shale. Is that right? Is that how you say her name? Shaw. Shaw. Um, and she takes them to the future. It turns out um, things are way more dire than we thought. We need that song um by like was it 759 or something like that they, they need it in about 70 minutes yeah. after they ask for it yes basically and if they don't get the song that's going to unite the world um uh the world and time as we know it will basically end <laughs> this is a problem because you know that time travel as we know in the bill and ted universe is the ability to go and view places in the f- future and the past. But if when you return to your own time, the, the, the time that you spend time traveling is happens still in your world. Right. In so real time. So if you time. go and look at dinosaurs for three hours, coming back to your time means that those three hours will Had been spent. be spent. Now, I would argue, yeah, but you could just come back to the, the exact moment you left. Right. You would be co- out of your time. We haven't seen any ill effects of being out of your time you just have to no. if you'd have to avoid yourself if you were around but otherwise it's not a problem the very first movie shows them meeting they get advice from bill and ted 
they they meet themselves and in, in some at the circle way K. in every single version. Sure, but of at the, the circle K. Yes. Now they immediately then get in their you know. Not, I was going to say TARDIS <laughs> in their time uh, machine yeah. and well. go somewhere else. And so it's all cool, but like you could just, you just do that. Yeah. Um, we're just stopping the <laughs> plot recap now. Uh, this happens. They forget that rule, I guess, at the end of Bill and Ted 2, because the yeah. whole point is they defeat the evil robot usses and they're ready to let everybody know, thanks to Pam Greer. At yes. this battle of the bands. Who's secretly Rufus. What they're huge. <laughs> you don't have to say that. <laughs> what if people haven't seen the movie? <laughs> have to tell people what it Talked is. Talked about it before. We're going to, here's the song that's going to unite the world. Yeah. Oh, crap. We don't know how to play guitar. So they get in their time machines yeah. and they immediately come back having had 16 months of intensive gar- guitar training. And but had babies. shouldn't they have come back 16 months later? Yeah. Aren't they out of their time? Now, as soon as they played the concert and the world is, has been healed and is, is perfect, they could get back in their time machines and just go back 16 months in the future. Mm-hmm. But when you release a hot single, that's really going to hurt the momentum of your band if you disappear for a year and a half right. after releasing your hot track. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. There's a lot to service in this film, but maybe they could have... Maybe that... Explored that a little more. Well, maybe that contributed to the failure of Wild Stallions, which we learn in the opening monologue. Yeah. Right. Uh, that the Wild Stallions did not did become a famous rock band, but like a lot of they became a Vertical Horizon, for instance. Yeah, right. <laughs> one right. big one big single, nothing after that. Yeah. Now they're playing at VFWs. Yeah, right. Uh, continue if it's important to you to continue. Um. So they're like, oh, how are we going to create this song? They give them instruments and stuff like that. But then Bill and Ted decide they're going to go uh, to the future. And steal the song from the future versions of themselves who have surely already created this. Uh, Which is weird because that's an interesting, again, that's another concession to the idea that all time periods are happening simultaneously. Mm -hmm. It's not a flow of time. It's an infinite column of moments stacked on top of each other. Because if they leave this time, shouldn't 77 minutes from now, there should be no universe at all, right? How can they travel into the future? Right. But the idea is that I guess they will presumably get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, That's the so idea. So there is a future? Right. Or maybe the t- time itself, the circuits of time operate on the idea that whenever you leave, the the continuity of time will, will continue. Mm-hmm. There is a future at this moment. Right. At this moment. There is a future. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? If they tried to leave 78 minutes after they sh- should have left or whatever, maybe there would be no future. But Correct. that will bring up some interesting points, which we'll talk about in spoiler talk. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I, how much further I want to go into the it. The daughters get involved and help out. They, they get involved and help out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, the people from the future think that maybe the the... The way that the world will be united is if they kill Bill and Ted instead of oh yeah that's the them writing a song that's the ticking clock yeah yeah Rufus's uh, wife and um, um, Christian Shaw's mother uh, yeah who is now the uh, head of the council of Ted's or whatever yes uh, decides that um, some people think that maybe if we just kill them yes we'll have a new future but our destiny is too tied up to these two losers at this point that right. if we just elim- eliminate that maybe that will you know reset the clock or yeah. change our future exactly which is also another interesting idea yeah okay Whew. good job <laughs> thanks 
this movie, as we've talked about, I think on previous shows, but we'll just recap, has had a very tortured path to the screen. Yeah. The underperformance of Bill and Ted 2, which did not do bad, but was not, you know, didn't, do didn't light well anybody's pants on fire. One. Yeah. Also, it's different tone, I think, through a lot of people uh, meant that there would be no movie. And the guys that created it, Solomon and Matheson, who, by the way, Chris Matheson is the son of Richard Matheson. I think you mentioned that before. Yeah, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. I wonder what he thinks or would have thought about his kid's career. Um, they went on to do other stuff and we were, we're, you know, successful doing other things. And okay, that was a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the as reboots started, you know, in, in the aughts and things began to be uh, rebooted and recreated, they thought, what if we did another one of these? Right. Um, Alex Winter, Keanu Reeves, whenever they're interviewed, people always want to talk about Bill and Ted. They're like, don't talk about Bill and Ted. Yeah, right. Well, maybe we could do a Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. And so they had a script all ready to go uh, by 2010, but had a right. lot of trouble trying to fund the movie. Uh, nobody really wanted to do it uh, until we finally reached, you know, 2017, 18 or whatever, when they finally uh, pulled the trigger on it. Yeah. Um, for $25 million, mm-hmm. which is incredibly cheap for a film these days. It is. Especially one star Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I would agree. I wonder if he, he probably did this at a cut, don't you think? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think everybody did. Yeah. I think absolutely everybody did. Yeah. Uh, got it all together and uh, produced the movie. And then the coronavirus destroys the movie industry. I know, so right? there's just nothing you can do. I respect their decision to release it uh, in theaters, but also on VOD where we saw it. Yes. And uh, yeah, I guess I'm just glad that this movie exists. But Me I'm, too. But I'm ready to criticize it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you start. Okay. Uh, it, it's it's too long. No, I don't know. Uh, wow. I want to talk about the cast first. Yeah. Of course, we've got Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, mm-hmm. um, who other than, it's weird because we haven't interfaced much with Alex Winter since Bill and Ted. No, not a lot. And he hasn't done a lot of acting. No. So for me, he seemed the one who was the most sort of the same. Mm-hmm. Like he just felt like bill to me yeah whereas Keanu Reeves has been through so much since being Ted yeah that I'm not saying he wasn't being a good Ted but when you just look at Keanu Reeves you're just thinking a lot of different things you know he's just a different performer there's a different Ted there's a different Keanu Reeves in my head now than there was when I watched Bill and Ted yeah no I think that that's fair um, they're both back. Um, Samara Weaving and Bridget Lundy Payne play their daughters yes who are clearly designed to be Bill and Ted sort of in miniature gender flipped. Yes. And I, and I thought that the actress who, um, I don't know what you thought about this. I, I felt like the actress. Well, who, I was going to tell you, but you're going to tell me first. Oh, okay. I felt like the actress who played um, Ted's daughter really took on his cadence and the way that he spoke. Well, we more learned. More than Samara Weaving did. We learned in Bill and Ted too, mm-hmm. that just because you're a good actor doesn't mean you're a good Bill and Ted stoner actor. That's true. We did learn that. Yeah. Ted, the guy that plays Ted's father, was a great Ted. Yes. And the other guy who, I can't remember his name, but he's a character actor. He's in a ton of stuff. He's a great actor. Did not do a good job. He was he was not so much a Bill. And yeah. I think it has to do with preparation mm-hmm. and concept. Mm-hmm. And um, when it comes to Samara Weaving and Bridget Lundy Payne and this entire movie, I don't think anybody had any time to to get anything ready in this. I think Mm. this was made very fast Mm -hmm. and I think it shows in, you know, I think it's tough for a, you know, beautiful young woman like Samara Weaving to play (laughs) like a clueless dork. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas, uh, I don't know if you know anything about um, Bridget Lundy Payne, but 
They're a very interesting um, person. Uh, they have not done a lot of acting. They were on, I think, Atypical. Okay. Which is that uh, Netflix show about uh, autistic people. Oh, uh, it's okay. a drama. Okay. And they are a musician as well. Oh, okay. And doesn't consider themselves to be an actress necessarily, but this would be the kind of role that would be really up up their alley. Sure. Um, being a, like a music music freak and, and uh, that sort of thing. <laughs> and I guess I kind of like the idea that they're, they're... Bill and Ted basically, you know, there's this prophecy. And I yes. think that, you know, we don't ever get any um, depth on this. We just know that, you know, Rufus knows that these two guys made the world better like our whole yes. society is based on them yeah but even with their time machines maybe they didn't look into how that happened so much yeah and so i guess rufus is operating off this prophecy that these two guys will change the world but maybe it doesn't come out that way exactly mm-hmm. and so i did like the idea that it wasn't that bill and ted were the heroes necessarily it's that the way that they live their lives created like the two perfect beings to do this which right. was their two music obsessed daughters yes. who were able to orchestrate you know this amazing performance and song out of all these disparate musicians yeah yeah a great idea which uh-huh. gets extremely little play in this film <laughs> like many of the ideas there is too much going on in this film there is yeah. so much going on that Aaron Hayes and Jama Mays Burma shave. Uh, the actresses who play the princesses in this. Yes. No offense to Diane Franklin, but it's the first time they've actually cast like real actresses, uh-huh. uh, like funny actresses in these roles. Get nothing to do. Yeah, you're right. They this is the weirdest episode do. of Children's Hospital ever. Yeah, right. And they even, it's not like they just get sidelined. They even set up like a sea story for them. They do. That is never explored that in any way. Nowhere. How long was this script? Before it got chopped down into coleslaw, probably you know I mean? too long. I think, like you said, I think you just you've touched upon this, but there are too many things in this film. Yeah, um, there's so much. There's I, too much you can't follow through with it. Yeah, and I thought even some of the things that we put in because it was like you know respecting the legacy of the film weren't the best parts like great to see william sadler back you know oh, i deaf, love deaf but his parts were not as good as some of the other parts oh, i guess and it was cool to have bill's dad back but he doesn't really affect the story or do a lot like i i like the idea he, he has to be there to tell us the audience that they're still losers yes and the stuff that we saw happened but maybe not the entire credits of Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Right. <laughs> or maybe they cut out the parts where you know, they sued death for the name right. of the band or whatever. Yeah. And so it's good for him to be there to be the skeptical character. But then they meet him again later and he's like, oh, you were right. And then he plays no role in the movie's climax no, in any you're way. right. Right. <laughs> So there's not just, even being like, hey, that's my granddaughter up there or something. Like yeah. That. Right. Go get him. Yeah. Go get him. B. Yeah. Um, I guess it would be T. Yeah. T. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. but anyway, uh, no, wait, did they name their kids? I don't know the kids' names. They named them after their isn't the thing that the girl that you know is T is probably B and vice versa. I don't know. I'm so confused. But they can't have different last names, can they? What was it? Was it Billy S. Preston Esquire? Billy I don't Preston? remember. I don't remember. Wait, wasn't Billy Preston the guy that played the piano for the Beatles? Uh, anyway. I don't know. <laughs> so that is, uh, let me skip to the end. Uh, yeah. C. Whoa, really? I give, I give the movie that gave me probably some of my first belly laughs of 2020 a C because 
It's too wow. much. I can't give you credit for taking on too much. Wow. If you if you can't do it with 90 minutes and $25 million, yeah. then you need to take things out. Wow. And I think they tried to you know, keep enough of everything uh-huh. to still keep the scale. But if you can't have the scale, I don't think you should do well, it. Well, I was going to say B because I enjoyed it and I thought it was a fun I loved film. It. Um, I'll watch it again. But yeah, I mean, I think... What you were, what you're saying, I think it's trying to pay homage to the first and the second films because it has elements of both mm-hmm. in them. You know, like they and the, smartly, they didn't try. They upped the stakes, to, you know, to a universal scale, but they didn't go to space. They no. didn't go to another dimension. There's a lot of ways that they could have tried to add a whole new third aspect because the first one is time travel, the second one is you know the afterlife. Yes, and they didn't go somewhere else, and I think that that's. That would have been way that too was, much. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But like the girls go back in time and they, they, they're collecting musicians for their dads to create the song. Yeah. Right. Which and is so, just them trying to do the first movie. Yes. And if, exactly. And they get a cool little band together, but it doesn't really. That was the point of the first movie. Yeah. This movie's not really about anything. The first movie is like. Yeah. Actually, the second movie's not about anything, but the first movie is about. The whole point of the first movie was metal is awesome. But yeah. so is knowing some stuff about history. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't expect every film to have like a clear moral, but this movie only exists because two other movies exist. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> right. And then they all die because Dennis, Caleb, whatever his last name is, the robot, <laughs> the 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 robot that's programmed to kill Bill and Ted is kind of a screw up and like... <laughs> yeah. And he was actually one Wait, of the best parts of the we're film. In, we're in stero- uh, uh, spoiler territory now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like, I actually really enjoyed that. Like, because he's like this kind of like futuristic, kind of scary looking robot. Yeah. And we don't know what to make of it at Well, first. what do you think about it? It's a, but it's another death situation in that yes. they send a, a villain who becomes an ally. Yes, yeah. it, true. Um, But like... You know, one of the times where they're in the future and they're visiting themselves um, and his dad shows what? up because they go to Dave Grohl's house. Okay. Yeah. Tell everybody everything that happens in the movie, yeah, I guess. Yeah, well. There's a huge focus on, and uh, I know Alex Winter loves this and you know, I'm sure Keanu Reeves is on board, but like them playing other versions of them. They took yes. that from the friendly time displaced versions in the first one to the evil robots in the second one. Yes. And now it's... Their future versions? Yeah. And here's the question that I need answered that I sort of alluded to before. Is all that wiped out? Like, did they get out of prison after serving their sentence and they slimmed down muscles? Were the old Bill and Ted that they met at the end? Good question. Still the muscle guys. And do any of those guys exist anymore? Right. Because presumably... Because you're changing the, the the future. Paradox. They didn't. They didn't do any. Uh, oh, we set it all up. You know, beforehand. We'll have to remember. No, you're the, right. But they didn't do that. Yeah, they didn't do that in this one. But but they they keep interacting with their future versions, who I guess know where they're going to be because they were their past selves, mm-hmm. right? But this, I guess, this presumes that it didn't work. So in this future timeline where it didn't work. They're able to like stay ahead of them and try to like get them. At one point, they like at gunpoint, they're like, take the song. Yeah, right. Because they want to fix their timeline. And it's interesting that they're the villains, but they have the same motivation that our Bill and Ted do, which is to fix things. Yes. But it all kind of falls apart when, yeah, in the old folks' home, are those the same guys? That's a good point. With the tattoos and the muscles? Yes. Yeah, that is an excellent point. And then will any of that happen if. 
Bill and Ted do fix everything and they're never frustrated in playing at a Hojo's, you know, on right. the interstate. Probably not. Those yeah. versions are probably gone. Yeah, I mean, and that kind of stuff happens all the time in decide movies. Decide to but... stay with them. Right. Yeah. Because because they're... <laughs> we, t- we took a time machine to find a better storyline, but we couldn't find one, so we're back. And we're happy with you, we decided. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but 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 I liked the I liked the robot because like he, um, let's not spend too much time on the robot. I I, I know, but he he was sh- supposed to he was sh- shooting for Bill and Ted, and instead he um shot Ted's dad and like sent him to hell. And then we see his face, and he he knows he's screwed up, and he like feels really bad about it. You can tell. And then like he goes to the present and shoots everybody else, and it's like oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, it, anyways, I just thought it was, I thought it was, um, entertaining. I thought it was a nice touch. (sighs) Sure was. (laughs) Um, yeah. So like I said, this movie is overstuffed. It's not about anything. It doesn't get, it doesn't have time to dig into the things that it really is. And yet at the same time, you still get, there was always like subtle humor in the Bill and Ted movies Mm -hmm. sure like you know 69 dude or whatever uh, that's fine but like i always felt like they knew that it was dumb but they took their chances to put sort of smart things into it yeah and you see that in this film i think in a lot of ways but it's so when you think the other movies are plotty like it's so plotty it's very heavy have to continue doing all these things and some of the best parts are (laughs) some of the best parts are where they just Stop it! They're interacting with themselves, you know, or or they uh, they're the the one where they're in Dave Grohl's house, yeah, and they're like, "You gotta take this song." They pull a gun on him. It's like, "Whoa, dude, don't pull a gun on us!" And he's like, "Oh no, watch what happens when I don't." And he puts the gun down, and then Bill and Ted run away, start to run away, (laughs) and he pulls it back out. See, (laughs) just putting just little kind of smart, weird things in it. Yes, I I mean they would people would riot if. You know, the last Bill and Ted movie was just them in a room for 90 minutes, I guess. But yeah, I think they could have come up with something that would have worked doing that. But instead, they send the miscast daughters back in time to collect a fun little band. But it doesn't have anything to do do with anything. And then there's a whole thing where like people are getting like Jesus is at the Last Supper and then he gets sucked out of time and he ends up in San Dimas. And like Jesus in San Dimas... You could just, it's like Napoleon in San Dimas. You could do anything yeah, with that. Right. But right. none of the displaced fig, historical figures, what the, really this franchise is based on, do anything at all. Nothing no. really ever matters. No. And Because we just have to keep going. There's, like you said, it's just overstuffed. Like they do this great bit too at the beginning with the couples therapy where Bill and Ted set it up where they're having couples therapy as two couples. Yeah. Which is like... Well, I don't know how much miles we can get out of that. Yeah, but, but I mean, I don't know. But, I, um, yeah, I guess maybe it's not really going to go anywhere. But anyways, I, I thought that was a good bit. And, and I, I also really... One thing else I, I really liked, one of the musicians they end up getting just because he's displaced, maybe not necessarily in time, but in place, is Kid Cudi. Yeah, and, Kid Cudi's alive and rapping now, so I'm not yeah. sure where he's displaced from. Right, right. <laughs> but but one thing I I really appreciated is they, they gave him like supposedly he he's like a time travel like nut and like a guru. <laughs> yeah. So like they go and like they ask him all these questions and he starts explaining it in like this really complicated way and they're kinda like, Okay, okay, but like they more or less say please in layman's terms, but they you know, 
Um, so I, I, I appreciated that they gave him something else to do besides, uh, you know, sing so and rap. The, the, um, the daughters, I keep coming back to them because it's funny because I think they should be, they're so important in this. They are. And the movie focuses almost not on them at all. Yeah. And if you want to make a Bill and Ted 4, that's who you're going to do it with, right? You should, yes. So I just wish that they had given them more time and developed them more. And I was thinking about it in the original pitch. I think either Winter or maybe one of the writers was talking about this movie back in 2010. Probably. And they pitched it as pretty much this. You know, Bill and Ted are, they don't have any respect. Their wives are thinking about divorcing them and their kids hate them. Oh, oh. And I know that that's cliche, you know. My dad was amazing, but like, he's just my dad, just a guy. Right. But I think once the movie got put off 10 years, it makes sense if they're rebellious because they're 15 years old. Right. When they're 25 years old, it's just, it doesn't, you can't really do anything with that. Yeah. But it's also weird to have two, (laughs) two girls who are halfway to 50 be just obsessed with their dads and their, and And their music music and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they just become kind of devices to the plot. Right, and then immediately like, they're like, "Oh, let's go back in time. We'll just get Mozart or something like that." And all they do, and then the one good thing that I liked was when they wanted to get Jimmy Page, but then they had to go get Louis Armstrong so they could get Jimmy Page. And I thought, "Oh, we're we gonna make like a whole you chain." Mean, you mean Jimmy Hendrix? Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, they could have got Jimmy. They could have gotten too. Jimmy Page too. Yeah. Uh, who's still alive? Uh, and they say that too, because because in Jimmy Hendrix's time, Louis Armstrong's still alive. But they he's just, just way gone. older. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just going to the same year because they go get young Louis Armstrong and he's like, Louis Armstrong's like in the 60s. Who's yeah. this? <laughs> so I thought, oh, we're going to have some like chain where they have to go get the drumming lady or or get uh, Lynn Lang or whatever, the lady that created music supposedly. Right, <laughs> to go get right. her to convince, you know, the fly who swallowed the cat and ate the dog Right, or right. No, nah, that falls apart after no, the first thing. No, it does. <laughs> I know. I did like the thing where he was... Uh, had like dueling with uh, Mozart, you know. That was fun. Yeah, with the with the guitar. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. Well, that could have been the whole movie. It could have been. But instead, we got and I think this. And then ultimately, the song. This says a lot about our generation. Uh-huh. And we talked about this when we talked about Bogus Journey. That like that was the last ten seconds you can make a movie that was like metal's cool. It because was. a disaffected guy in a granny sweater is is coming around the corner, and that's going to be the end of rock for a long time. Yeah, right. They arcade fired it. I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the whole point was, oh no, kids who are obsessed with music and sample stuff, that's the new rock or mm-hmm. like contemporary music, yeah. which is absolutely true, but it ain't like the shredding fire of wild stallions. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? That's the song that brings everybody together? I know. I know. A Pepsi commercial. <laughs> Well, do you what do you think of like their decision to not have the if the girls are so obsessed with music? I thought the song was God they... gave rock and roll to you. I thought that that's what it was. Well, that's what we were led to believe at the end of Bill and Ted too. Yeah, but I guess they, I guess Kiss not, wanted more money this time around. That was not which, the case. Yeah, I can believe that. Um, what do you think about them deciding to not have the girls uh, play instruments? You know, it, it, was that because, because like what you, you were saying? You don't think that every person in all of history that mm. they somehow gave lutes to mm. is good at playing music, right? No. There's a theme in here about like creating is important. Creating yeah. is good for the soul and expressing yourself and doing that brings you closer to other people, which is the true answer to us all. 
coming together, you yeah. know, as a as a as, as humanity. Right. I'm right. okay with that. It opens up a lot of sci-fi questions in that have they changed every moment is all of time just one continuum now that they have basically visited yeah. every point in the universe and had everybody play a song together like right d- does mozart have a lamborghini now oh boy have Let's they hope not. have they broken and like reset time so that it's all just like this continuity of of experience yeah that's not explored at all <laughs> no i didn't think that would be kind of important yeah uh but anyway um so i i i don't know like i i think it's fine because like i said you know if the girls are and we don't see that the girls can't play instruments but like no, the girls but... are facilitators with their sample boards yeah who are collecting all of this amazing experiences and like enjoying music and and sharing your love of music is the most important part yeah. rather than cheating and going to the future and having a 16-month guitar boot camp. Right, right, right. I'm fine with that. Uh-huh. But the movie isn't really – the movie is just letting you absorb that. And I think it's what they meant, but it's not explicit because there's just too much to do. Yeah. You got all these things we have to do. Right. And I didn't like that. I felt like Bill and Ted. I felt like I was on the clock watching this movie. <laughs> Um, yeah. Make bland music everybody can enjoy. Oh, no. (laughs) That's the secret. Bring the world together. Yeah, and I think think what their aim was, like you said, it was to be like a celebration of music in general. Yeah, a celebration of Cold War kids. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And and to, you know, the ending credits, like we see a bunch of different people playing instruments, you know, all around the world. (sighs) Which I feel like YouTube video compilations is so 2010. Kind of is. You know? Yeah. I just think of Weezer, honestly. Their their music video for for Pork and Beans. Right. Yeah. It it scored to a Weezer song. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this, if I just wish this movie had been made 10 years ago like it was supposed to. I know. So. But, you know, leftovers are good sometimes too. (laughs) Um, Um, You have to do it. mm -hmm. But at one point, Kid Cuddy triumphantly yells, station. Yes. And you got me thinking again. Yeah. You got me thinking. Yeah. If everybody, they go to heaven in the second movie. Yes. And everybody's there. And it's classic yeah. everybody. So it's classic Muhammad Ali. It's classic Einstein. Yep. It's classic Ben Franklin. Mm-hmm. Now, Ben Franklin could have got to heaven 250 years ago and just waited around until Muhammad Ali showed up. He could have. Or they could have all... I posit that heaven is a uh, eternal continuum where everybody has, you know, either been, all arrived at the same time or has always been there forever, mm-hmm. you know, enjoying heaven and playing chess with clear plastic pieces or whatever. Right. So if that extends to the past, wouldn't it also extend to the future? Station is an alien scientist. Mm-hmm. We don't know when Station died. If they're aliens, they could be very advanced. It could have been thousands of years ago. Right. But let's just assume for now, because he understands, or they understand, advanced technology, that it was in the future. Right. Maybe this is an Earth only for humans. Maybe Station came to Earth and died at some point. Sure. So if heaven is an eternal continuum, where ev- all the good souls are with each other all, to, all to, together forever, yeah. past and future, mm-hmm. presuming that Bill and Ted are good enough to go to heaven, mm-hmm. why don't they meet themselves in heaven? That is a good question. They should be there. Sure. If, if what the situation that you're positing is true, they should be there. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I don't know if hell is a reflection of heaven. I we never really either. go into the cosmology of hell. And honestly, I think we only go there in this movie because we had to meet death again. Probably. I hate to say it. I think the death probably shouldn't have been in it. I think we waste Aww. too much time on death. Well, you waste... You, you do death, then you got to have... It's funny that they all get killed and it doesn't matter and they all just come back. But yeah. like, you, you you have death in it, which means you're going to have to deal with hell. Because you're not going to go back to heaven. Actually, God helped them out in the second movie. Where was God in this movie? I don't know. <laughs> um, but like having death in it means you have to go to hell, which means that everybody has to be killed to go to hell. And so much of the movie is taken up with that. And I feel like if death wasn't in the movie, we could have done a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, that's that's possible. Um, there still would have been Cold War kids, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would but, you have taken out of this film if you could pick something? Death, or, probably. Death? Okay. And and all the hell scenes. Oh, I love death, though. That's a really hard one for me. Um, um, the robot was fun, but ultimately didn't contribute ultimate, anything. Ultimately, the robot. Yeah, I mean, He I was a plot device that, he was a that plot killed device everybody. That took them to hell. But if we yeah. got rid of hell, we wouldn't need any of that. and have another 25 minutes to, to use in the movie. And maybe explore, like music and what it takes what it means to be a, a more lover of music having and... the evil not evil just you know um on the skids bill and ted be more of a factor as villains yeah yeah instead of just oh no here's the song right right <laughs> um well and then like they give them the song when they're old guys right um but don't tell them that, it, hey it's your daughter's yeah is it the same song we don't know because right. it gets they break it right? right, and we can't play it ever, so we don't know. That's a good. That's a good point. I feel maybe like they could have created the song. You could repair own. a board on a USB drive. Probably. <laughs> I don't know some way to do that. But I'm saying, like, be, thanks to the actions of the movie and Bill and Ted in it, is it the same song? Probably not. They have this runner about MP46, which is mild. Marker, mile point, mile point, mile I placement. I don't know. That's not what it says on the on the highway, MP, right? I don't know. Um, so there's a element of predestination, I guess, but I just wonder if it would even be the same song. Maybe Bill and Ted did eventually write a song. It, yeah. it seems to imply that they went through a lot of hard years before they themselves wrote that song. It, it does, but instead the song is created right then at seven seventeen at MP forty six by their by their daughters. Who, who raid a guitar center truck to set it all <laughs> no, it's up. That's convenient. Yeah, it was very convenient. And then they're like, we don't have any power. And Kid Cudi's like, I got it. Don't ever see what he does. No. <laughs> does he tap yeah, into, into the point. city grid? We don't know. Doesn't matter. No. There's In this movie, you have Solomon and Matheson who are so, they are not Hollywood writers. Or at least mm-hmm. I don't think they ever wanted to be. Mm-hmm. They, they are writing weird stuff. But yet they themselves have gone on a 30-year journey of having to write in Hollywood. And you see flashes of them trying to be themselves. And yet they have this dumb movie that they've got to keep on its dumb rails. And I, right. just, I wish it had just gone off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Just go be weird and explore that and embrace it instead of try to give us what you think we want. Yeah. Um and and you said you thought that they they were uh, in it when they were at Hell, like they do uh, cameos in all the films. 
Oh, there, yeah, there was that the two demons that they run into. Yeah, were like, yeah, those are nice, nice kids. Yeah, they were in the first two films in cameos, so mm-hmm. I just I didn't get a good look at. It. I just figured the two guys that are being kind of funny, maybe it was them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, um, well, and then like the like. Kristen Shaw, like her her character, her mom, like congratulates her at the end, like, oh, your father would have been proud. But what did she really do besides provide um, one of the time machines that the girls go back in time to um, get the musicians? Like, she doesn't actually. That seems big. I guess that's big. Yeah. And she comes and she gets them and brings them to the future. And like, that's how they find out what they need to do. Yeah. So. How uh, nobody cares how the time machine works, so it doesn't really matter. But like, how do they know how to find the cave woman drummer? Oh, they, was it a cave woman? I thought it was a caveman. I, I, I don't no, know it was a it woman. Matters. Oh, really? Yeah, yes, it was absolutely okay. a woman. Okay, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, were there any historians back then? We never. Were the, how were they documented? Yeah. Well, they just you know they go back to. Uh, uh, Ling Lin or whatever right. and that's a, that's a ways back yes um, you know it's 2060 or 600 BC yeah yeah right but I, maybe she knew about this caveman from 8,000 years know. before seems yeah. seems unlikely yeah it does seem unlikely what we never get into is and they they even touch on it in this you've got this phone booth that can go anywhere mm-hmm. amazing right you've got a phone book full of numbers yes you could Go anywhere. You could what is go the, anywhere. How does the listing work? Who collected all this information? Where, where, what's in that book? Where can you go? Mm-hmm. And they kind of get into that when they go. Well, we have to dial infinity. Kind so of, I, I yeah, guess they right. find the listing for infinity, but then they're like, uh, "There's a button that's been here for three movies that has an infinity symbol on it." Yeah, right. So maybe just hit that. Yeah. <laughs> this button that says oh wait oh the listing is deus ex machina that's what the listing is <laughs> yeah so, i don't know like if you want to do a spin-off series you know to somebody it's bill and ted's phone book they're going to reach out and touch someone what? and then it's all the numbers in the phone book and where they go and it's a quantum leap type series where you're going to different time periods sure and i guess it's probably what the tv show was yeah probably the cartoon show you yeah. gotta run out of energy huh See, see, what I I'm, see what I'm saying? There's just nothing to say about this. It's fun, but it, there's just it raises questions. But if you don't want to ask those questions, then yeah, it's, that's it. Well, I, I just don't know what else to say about it. Like, fair you enough. Said. But the, my point was, there's not a lot to say about it. And I think my point has been proven. I guess you're right. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to be say a lot more because I, I did enjoy it quite a bit. Um, I don't know. Um. Are you upset that we didn't actually see Station in this? I mean, not the how they would have crammed. Station in. Uh, yeah. Sure. Right. Have Station be there and play some instruments at the end or something like that. They were in the the band at the end of two, weren't they? Uh, yeah, they played the congos and the bongos. Yeah. Um, you you get a caveman. That's interesting. Why not scrap that and get? Remember in the beginning of the second movie. Uh, Rufus is teaching his his class, his yes. introductory class to quantum music or whatever. Yeah, and he gets um, didn't he get Mozart? I thought he got Mozart. Um, no, he I gets a uh, he gets a woman from the future. She's from the twenty second century, and she invented the discombobulator. Uh, yeah, whatever. Do that. Get like get a future musician. Oh yeah, 
know? Why didn't the girls not oh, the think about that? Kid a good idea. Yeah. Kind of right. covered that with a similar character with Geng- Genghis Khan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go to the future, and if you're gonna have a fake person, then go you know to the future and get a fake person. Right. And then have that person be like like a laser guitar or something like that and sure. everybody in the group's like whoa this is crazy and yeah. they stop playing and they turn around and they're like Jimi Hendrix oh my god because <laughs> theoretically all these people have inspired each other to yes to create yes so even in the future they're being affected by no that would have been cool that's a good point maybe the future guy would have seen B&T and been like oh my god Right, right. Wild stallions. Holy cow. Yeah. It's a little weird that everybody in the future doesn't know anything about Bill and Ted's daughters. That is weird. See what I mean? Yes. There has to be some like timeline alter- alteration. Yeah. What, what Are they wild stallions? It's stall- tough to write about time travel. Are they wild stallions too or something Why like that? I don't know. Like, weird Al write a song about how it's tough to write about time travel. Yeah, there you go. I think he could handle that. I think he could too. Uh, he would can you, handle anything. Would you re- he could re- handle being in a YouTube compilation at the end of this film. Yeah. Could you recommend this? I would recommend this. No, I, think I would it, too. I Do think not it's very enjoyable. go to a theater and see this movie. No, see Pay it in the comfort bucks of your home. At home. Yeah. You'll enjoy it. Yes. And you'll. Do you own the movie when. Okay, I don't know if we own it or not. But yeah, like, I don't know. If you do, watch it again. Yeah. I guarantee you'll enjoy it two times, but it yes. will start to fall apart when you watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cotton candy, sweet on the lips, and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it. I think we handled it. I think we were excellent to, to each, each other. other. Yes. And I don't know how hard we partied. It's pretty, pretty hot. hard. Yeah. Well, but we did our best. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a sprint to the end. Yeah. You know what the kick No, we established that you don't know what a kick is because you've never run in your life. But when you see the finish line, mm-hmm. you go. It doesn't matter how hard you've gone. Doesn't matter how tired you are. Yeah. You run until you hit that finish line. Sure. That's what we have to do. Yeah. So let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Go. Um. Go what? <laughs> what? What? This is really our Gracie Allen. That was a bit, but with you, it's organic. And yeah. That's why you're better. Uh, great. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media at Just Enough Trope, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. If we can figure out how it works, we're also on <laughs> listening on platforms. Anyone. Just the other day, I was cruising around. Are we on this one? Are we on this one? Yeah. This is insane. We're on all of them. Okay, So whichever good. one you prefer, you can find and just do it that way. Or go straight to the to the source, drink from the tap at Spreaker.com. Just, just enough trope on all those places. On all those places, leave us uh, a little like. Yes, a little, please. Uh, a little rating and a review. Five stars would be great. Subscribe to us so yes. you can get it. Ruin our long-running bit by just saying five stars right now. But instead, give me five musicians from the past that I can blandly remix <laughs> and put a filter on to save the universe. Yes. The joke of people being ripped out of time and space and I guess you can't, you have to show it on a hologram because there's no other way to do it physically. But like George Washington is crossing the Delaware and then Jesus is walking in the other direction, like on the yeah, water. Right. That's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Solomon and that. Matheson. I wanted yeah. a whole thing of that. Yes. Which is why you should watch Freaked. 
which I don't think they wrote, but it's a very, very, very same, very same uh, type of humor. Oh, okay. Starring Alex Winter. Okay. We'll do it in the future. All right. Sprinting to the end. Give us five <laughs> stars. We'll be back in the future and hopefully with more energy from Mikan Hana. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hana. Keep the geek fires burning. <laughs>